What is up, everyone? Happy Friday and welcome to The WAN Show. We've got a great show lined up for you this week. Actually, that's a lie. We've got nothing this week, but we're going to make the most of it because we do have a few things to talk about, starting, of yeah. course, with subscriptions. Why is everything in life a subscription? Everything. Mercedes. Mercedes is going to be locking better acceleration performance behind a subscription, never mind a paywall. It's a subscription. Also, this week in Elon Twitter, we've got an update on all of that. We're going to, uh, you know what? Let's not even make that a main topic. No, forget it. Let's talk about UFCs, UPUC. Uh, that's right. A sub-brand of charger slash battery giant Anchor has been spotted sending pictures and video to their cloud servers without user consent. We'll be discussing that. What else we got this week? I'm going to call out two just randomly bolded lines of text because oh, those no. are often the most fun topics that we have. One of them says Marvel used to be good. <laughs> okay. And I'm interested in <laughs> These were in desperation this. topics, they but sure okay. Were. Another one says, I got a car. What's up with that? Did you buy a new car? Oh, I tried to roll the intro and it broke. Um, um, uh, 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 Dan! Dan! What uh, Dan! What's happening? Way to go, Dan. What is happening? We could act it out. <laughs> cool. Well, that was fun. Uh, why don't we jump right Woo. into our first topic of the day. Subscriptions. Sure. Uh. Come on! Not accelerate. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. I want to jump in real quick here and say that the editorializing in our notes is unacceptable. And the writer who worked on this topic, you know who you are, Alex Clark. Oh, wow. Yeah. Holy. Not Okay. I'm, this are, these are not my words. <laughs> not satisfied with just making the worst electric cars around. Mercedes will now be locking increased acceleration Ooh. under a $1,200 yearly subscription. Oh. All right. This is me now. This That's is me. so much. Can I just say that oh. even though Alex is so angry about this, he's, you can almost tell that subliminally he has kind of accepted the premise of a subscription. And here, I will explain what I mean by that. He describes it as them locking increased acceleration behind a $1,200 yearly subscription. I think that if we described this, this situation 10 years ago, we would have said holding or, or, or yeah, holding or acceleration hostage unless you pay $1,200 of, of ransom. Yeah. Right? Because yeah. the acceleration is there. Yeah. You were supposed to be more mad. <laughs> yeah. 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 You weren't mad enough. <laughs> yeah. Come on. So I more do not, editorializing. I do not agree with Alex's approach to this topic. <laughs> For real, though, we've kind of accepted it. We yeah. say, we say you pay this much to get more. We don't think of it as, what, I haven't paid enough and you're taking it away? But that's what it is. The battery performance is clearly in the vehicle. The motor performance is clearly in the vehicle. And unlike some situations where, and we'll talk about one in a moment, where I've even defended subscriptions to unlock functionality, there is no additional R&D in this product that was yeah. going to be no benefit to the average user of it, yeah. but that they had to do for a small subset of users who, well, then have to pay for that cost recovery. You're buying a Mercedes, you probably want this. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And, and unlike some situations where 
maybe the cost of the product is extremely low. Like say, for example, uh, in many cases, the heart, okay, sure. Even something like a cell phone. A lot of the time you get the hardware subsidized by the monthly subscription. And ultimately you are paying for it. You're paying for it and then some. Yeah. But you're getting it on a payment plan. No, this is a car you already bought. Yeah. It's literally just a, a microtransaction of $1,200 for a car. $1,200. That's a lot. $100 a month. Yeah. Think about the things in your life that cost $100 a month. The internet connection to my house that gets extensive, extensive use. D extensive use. Oh, yeah. And is like, that's the only thing it does. Of course, it's a subscription. It has to be used monthly. Yeah. I don't, I don't own the lines. I don't own the distribution, all that type of stuff. So Super frustrating. I am yeah. really hopeful that automotive hackers just wreak havoc on all of this stuff. I don't know if that's like super hold on, hold on. friendly. For we would hate for that to yeah. happen. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely that don't want that. Super upsetting, but I think. If people went in there and unlocked this uh, and also the heated seats and also everything else that's think going on. Think of the poor automakers. Wouldn't that be horrible? Wouldn't that be a shame for them? Well, you know why this is happening, Luke? <laughs> I don't even necessarily think that this is down to a consumer acceptance of this practice. This is down to a shareholder expectation that when something is sold, it generates ongoing revenue. Yeah. Like I was talking to, uh, I was talking to someone, I don't want to identify this person. So it was someone either on the doing of or receiving end of some kind of VC something. Okay. So venture capital. And what they basically said was that no VC wants to even start a conversation with you unless there's a recurring revenue model. And you can see this reflected in the stocks of mature companies totally. that are kind of sitting here going, and you could describe the automotive industry as fairly mature. Tesla came in, they disrupted because they had a value add. They had a promise of something different. Autonomous driving, for example, was going to be a source of ongoing revenue for them. It was going to change them from just a car company to a, to a data company, to a software company, right? And Especially at that time, software company valuations were <laughs> nothing like hardware company valuations, right? And nothing like they are now. So this is a way for uh, a mature company like a Mercedes to say, hey, we're building hardware as a service, right? We, we've got recurring revenue. We're going to put out, you know, however many hundreds of thousands of these cars this year, and they are going to be the gift that keeps on giving for a decade, two decades to come. Well, it sucks. Um, it sucks because cars cost enough already, Mercedes. To me, this feels like a big part of the reason why so many people have been against right to repair for a long time. Because right to repair, I think, would shelter a lot of activities that would get people to a point where they could bypass this type of stuff. Because hardware interventions... Oh, when you said people being against right to repair, I thought you meant consumers. And I was like, no, I think consumers who are against right to repair are simply brainwashed. Yeah. yeah I, I yeah. actually do think it's it's that straightforward or the the reason for brainwashing or whatever else however you yeah, want to flag so, it so the so, advocates against yes, yes. right to repair i think a lot of it has be, been because yes. of this type of stuff because it's if people have full control over the things that they own which is how that should work it's easier for them to bypass these types of things um to enable this by default um by bypassing it physically or doing whatever else um yeah i uh yeah, this sucks. I wouldn't buy a Mercedes. 
Alan, I wasn't going to anyways, to be clear. Yeah, well. But now I definitely won't. <laughs> Alan on Float Plane says, You just described my favorite topic, Linus, the financialization of the economy. It all traces back to Reagan-era policy changes and deregulation. One of the most mind-boggling things, and if you feel like this is a political conversation, you're wrong. It's not political. It's just math. Math is not political. It's just numbers, okay? One of the most mind-blowing things to me is the acceptance among certain groups of the idea of trickle-down economics. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it is so... I, I had this conversation with my dad a little while ago because he listens to a lot of podcasts and... Gets a lot of ideas that I just, I simply, I can't, I can't follow him there. Um, but this was, this was one thing in particular that I went, look, Pops, we got to talk about this because you are literally a math teacher. <laughs> if you cannot follow me with the math on this and come to the conclusion that no, in fact, this is not a good concept and not something that could ever make any sense or ever work. I, I, I don't know if we're living in the same reality anymore. Yeah, yeah. The argument, okay? The argument for trickle-down economics, right, is that if you tax the businesses less, they will have more money left over to shower upon their, their employees, right? That's the idea. It will put more money into the economy where it will circulate, which is a good thing. That's the idea. Let me explain why it doesn't work, okay? I am a business owner. And this was the only way I was able to get through to him. I was able to get through to him. I am That's a business good. owner. That's rare. So That's let's, give me, let's give me a couple hypotheticals here. Let's say that I had a tax rate of about 50%, okay? okay? Um, just to use nice, easy numbers. So let's say my business does a uh, million dollars of profit, okay? On that profit, you only pay taxes on profit, okay? You don't pay taxes on gross revenues. You pay taxes after all of your expenses and deductions. You pay it on your profit. So if I have a high tax rate, I just paid half a million dollars in taxes, right? Which sucks. Nobody wants to pay half a million dollars in taxes. And so I can see where on the surface you might reach this conclusion that, okay, well, we should probably tax you less so that you hire more people. Here's the mind-blowing bit. If I hired more people, say half a million dollars worth of people, the taxes that I would pay on the $500,000 that I was left with for profit are actually only $250,000. Now, you might say, yeah, but Linus, 500 grand left over is a lot better than 250 grand left over. It is, but, and this is one of the biggest lies of trickle-down economics, that it incentivizes. By lowering taxes, you incentivize investments into businesses so that they'll grow. Let's think, what would be most efficient if I had a high tax rate? Spending half of my money paying taxes or hiring, hiring people, people growing your, the size of the, my yeah. business, reinvesting in it, and ultimately making money like that by doing something productive, by creating jobs and growing the size of my business. And value of the company. Now, let's do it the other way. Let's say the tax rate is only 10%. So now I have that million dollars and I'm thinking, oh, I paid $100,000 in taxes. I got 900 grand. Well, that seems pretty good. I think I'll keep it. 
It's yeah. so, it's not like you have to do like a deep psychological analysis of, oh, yeah. of human behavior. I mean, to with go, basic well, observation, you can see it across the board. That's pretty obvious. So now if I were to spend, you know, half a million dollars hiring more people, um, why? You have 400. Yeah, I, 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 well, I just won't do that. I'll just take more. And that's what has created this climate where people are incentivized to simply hoard wealth like dragons. Because that 900 grand is very effectively deployed either in the markets or in, uh, you know, resources, uh, speculative investments, whatever the case may be. Whereas if you tell me, well, hey, if you don't use it on your operating company, I'm going to take it away. Well, I'm highly incentivized to invest it into my operating company. Yeah. That's how this works. That's 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 how the growth that took place leading up to the 80s happened. I have no idea how receptive people are to this topic or whatever else, but it's something that's really important to me and really frustrating to me. Um especially as a business owner who like literally runs into literally that problem. Well, uh, yeah. Yeah. As a business owner who doesn't have to who doesn't have to put myself in a hypothetical situation yeah. to understand how I could be incentivized one way or the other. No successful business owner likes wasting money. And pretty much every successful business owner sees paying taxes as pretty much a spectacular waste of money. <laughs> it has no benefit to me yeah. at a certain point. From your level of perception, you're deleting it. I don't think anybody yeah. likes paying taxes. Obviously, I'm pretty grateful that like there's the somewhere to yeah, there's somewhere to take my kids to get an education. There's a road to get there's, there. There's a road to drive on. Yeah. Right. But. But from like a, a my bank account standpoint, yeah. I don't think it's a I don't think it's a wild um, belief or a wild perception to say that once taxes leave my wallet, they're just they're gone. Yeah, you know. Yeah. yeah. So I um, to bring to bring us back to the Mercedes conversation. Yeah, yeah. Please uh, do. Just there's a really really good comment in Flowplane chat, so I wanted to bring it out. Whiskey Nerd eighty eight said the state of New Jersey banned subscription models like this for cars. I am proud of my state for this. Amazing. Absolutely fantastic. Way to go, New Jersey. Yeah. Can we just find more politicians like the ones who got that going? Yeah. And only elect people like that. That'd be great. That would be perfect. I have no idea who did that, but good job, New Jersey, because that's absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Shout out. Super, super cool. Shout out. So, uh, But yeah, no, I, I, I don't even know how we got onto that topic. Yeah. Sorry. Um, I don't know. But... I think that was a good rundown because I, I feel pretty strongly about all that as well. Uh, there was another topic that was in the chat that I had really wanted to talk about, but I didn't copy paste it into my little notepad. So I guess I, uh, I guess I missed out on it. Someone said, doesn't New Jersey stop you from pumping your own gas though? We didn't say they're perfect. We're just proud of them for this one thing. Okay. I don't know that much about New Jersey. Um, <laughs> just... <laughs> you know what no subscriptions for cars is great good job and yeah. everyone can have a win sometimes yeah just because they're not perfect all the time doesn't mean that we shouldn't say great yeah. job when they do something right absolutely i think the world needs a little bit more of that yeah you know what i don't agree with you yeah. about everything but you nailed that one good job you know like yeah we just we need more of that man yeah um yeah, a lot of discussion about taxes in the float plane chat. Yeah, paying taxes is good. 
when it's spent properly, says Poner Guy. Watching it get pissed away on, you know, $6,000 a night hotel rooms makes me want to abolish taxes. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Taxes Misuse are great. Misuse of taxes is really Misuse frustrating. Misuse of taxes is infuriating. That happens a lot. We were talking recently. Whoa. Don't know if I want to go down that road. <laughs> you know what, what I'm talking about? No. The $6 billion a year thing or whatever. Uh, I don't know if I, I think we can road. talk about it without... Um, I do not wish to wade into this debate because it's an extremely complex topic. And if anyone claims to have a simple solution, they're either a simpleton or a liar. Uh, we have a homelessness crisis in yeah. Vancouver that I think is fairly well publicized throughout the world. And... Uh, there's a lot of debate on, you know, five billion. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of debate on every side of this issue of this very complex, multifaceted issue about what the best way to tackle it is. Whether it's safe injection sites or whether it's a harder stance against the availability of the substances that lead people to this uh, this homelessness and uh, opioid abuse uh, crisis that we hear that we're facing in our city. Um, and one of the things that, regardless of what the correct solution is, that came to light recently here in Vancouver, is that the cost of the ongoing upkeep and care is so high, like so astronomically high, that it sort of defies any kind of reason. It, it feels unimaginable that they couldn't have done something more with $5 billion a year in funding. Yeah. Like I, I, whatever it is, I'm not saying that I have the answer. No. And I'm not saying that I have the answer either. It's an extraordinary complicated issue. Absolutely. But to see that many people still struggling in that way. Suffering. Absolutely. Knowing that $5 billion is being spent to theoretically ease that suffering and seeing it still going on is like, what? <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't think it's a thing that you can completely solve at any point in time, but the level of it in Vancouver is brutal. So yeah, uh, it's not even where we are. Like we're not even that close to Vancouver, but you don't want something in your backyard to be. That Nobody wants their neighbor to suffer. Yeah. Exactly. And if they do, they suck. Yeah. If you so want like, your neighbor to suffer, you suck. It's that simple, right? Yeah. Anyways, off that sad topic. Uh, Prime Gaming's gaming's biggie 229 so that's a twitch username if i've ever seen one devil's advocate this extra charge on the mercedes covers the extra usage of equipment due to that acceleration in parentheses warranty costs so you can sell the same car but joe who doesn't care for the g-force doesn't pay doesn't get zero to sec 60 and however many you know single handfuls of seconds but jimmy uh, does care and it may might cost more in warranty returns so he covers the cost using this charge it's not a bad devil's advocate argument but i would make the argument that if that little bit of extra acceleration is going to make the car blow up then you probably shouldn't have it available at all yeah sounds good that's my that's my response to that so if it's validated for it then you should unlock it and honestly speaking car warranties suck anyway they are they are not very generous and to be clear, I, it's not like I'm not painfully aware of the warranty debacle that we went through recently, but it's not the same thing. Car warranties are laid out in very black and white terms, and it's very clear from my interactions with every dealer and every car manufacturer that I've 
ever encountered that they will do absolutely everything they can to avoid taking care of you. It's the very opposite of trust me, bro, which we go out of our way to make sure that even if something's not covered by our warranty, we take care of the customer. It's a completely different philosophical approach to warranty coverage. And so from my point of view, um, I just don't have any sympathy for car manufacturers and their feeble warranty coverage um, <laughs> at all. Yeah. Yeah. Screw them. All right. Should we talk about the the other stuff in here? Because it's not just Mercedes. We talked recently oh. about... Uh, Alex had one more thing to talk about there. And I think it's probably fair oh, to point did out. Did I miss it? Yeah. The acceleration increase is going to boost horsepower and torque of the various trims by 20 to 24%. So it's not insubstantial. Um, improving 0 to 60 times by almost a second which is a lot. And Alex said, and he, I think he's right here, I'm actually not super against users paying once for an update like this, um, especially, you know, in... It doesn't... It, it, it could be less... Oh man, maybe this is just him accepting again. It could be less toxic. I mean, what I'd like to see is if they do the R&D and figure out that it's, like, better then they should just keep selling more cars and roll it out to everybody. Provide extra value for under-promise, over-deliver, right? But he's right. It, it could be a lot less worse. Like, if they put in the R&D to increase the acceleration, which is not insubstantial. You have to go and take these cars that you like already worked on, already finished, already delivered, and go do a bunch more extensive testing on them and go, oh, wow, we can actually squeeze a little bit more out of this. Then, yeah, by all means, offer that as an OTA update to an old model. But... To have to be planning on it, the 2024, be planning on yeah. it, and offering it as a subscription when you're clearly doing not the work as a ahead one of time. time either. Yeah, it's kind of like day day zero DLC. You know, yeah. you remember how frustrated people used to get. I just installed the the DLCs on the disc. You already fucking made it. <laughs> I just paid full price for this game, and it's not like they're giving you a discount on the car. Okay, so that's it. That's it no for chance. the Mercedes. But there's even more bad subscription news. Let's yep. go. I don't know if it had this name the last time we talked about it, but we have sort of talked I about this before. I think it didn't yet. Uh, yeah, so Intel now has officially revealed their Intel on-demand branding, which will allow owners of fourth gen xeon scalable sapphire i like that <laughs> uh this fourth gen scalable sapphire rapids processors to either pay a one-time fee not as bad or a recurring subscription horrible uh to unlock this includes software guard extensions, dynamic load balancer, Intel data streaming accelerator, Intel in-memory analytics accelerator, Intel in-memory analytics accelerator again uh or intel quick assist technology <laughs> that's quite a few things um and some things that are actually pretty legit the it having an option for a one time in my opinion does make lot. it better that helps a lot that helps a ton the fact that mercedes doesn't have an option for a one-time purchase does make it significantly worse now do i think intel is going to make these processors cheaper to make it so that the full fat price would be all of the one-time purchases plus the purchase of the processor no and that's where a little bit of the problem comes in um and yeah we'll also have to see what the one-time cost versus the subscription cost is um, it doesn't say how much the one-time fee is. Do you get a discount if you buy all of them at once? I don't know. Lots of unknowns. But, yeah. Extremely frustrating. Um, I don't mind subscriptions as much when they are commercial products. 
It offends me, and and I'm coming at this from my pers- from my dual perspectives. One as a consumer, and two as a business owner, because the reality of it is that anything that you are buying as a business should be used to theoretically generate revenue. Yeah, and well, then it just becomes a, it's it's an entirely different calculus, right? Because if it's a hundred dollars a month, but I can make a thousand dollars a month, then it's a lot easier to justify. Whereas I think that going past business, past prosumer, all the way to consumer grade devices, you have it's a it's it's less of a calculation of how much money can I make with this. In fact, it almost never is how much money can I make with this, and it's more about how does this improve my quality of life. And that answer has to be it improves my quality of life a lot. It shouldn't be how much would not paying this yeah diminish your quality of life. Because that's when it becomes not a subscription to a service. That's when it becomes a ransom for some kind of quality of life improvement that is being held hostage from you. And it's, 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 very, it's very frustrating. There's another dystopian product paywall that in this situation maybe kind of How makes sense. How does this sense. make sense? Um, it's the Klim AI-1 airbag vest. So it's a, it's a motorcycle vest. Um, I believe there's actually some there's uh, some features of it that are like connected, if I recall correctly. There's one of these airbag vest style products that definitely did work like that. I don't know if it's this one. Um, so it won't work unless you pay to activate its sensor platform. It's four hundred dollars for permanent activation. Okay, thank you for having so that. So they have that. A hundred dollars, one hundred and twenty dollars for a one year subscription, or sixty dollars for six months. It's actually cheaper on Black Friday, apparently. Um, the positive argument in this case is that many people ride motorbikes seasonally, so this allows them to pause their subscription when they don't ride. So you buy um, a six-month package, which however, is not discounted on the one-year version. However, it is absolutely dystopian Oh yeah. to have subscriptions tied to basically every bloody thing you own. And no, I don't think this one is one that has like a phone home. Uh, there was definitely one that I saw at some point, or maybe I'm imagining it, I don't know, but that had like a home phone feature, uh, a phone home feature so that it would actually call someone if you crashed. Oh, okay. And that was part of the justification for the yeah. uh, for the subscription fee. I remember forever ago, we talked about this helmet that would deploy. It wasn't like a motorcycle helmet. It was a like a, a pedal biking sure. fixed gear helmet. Um, and it would, it would deploy over your head. You wore it around your neck and it would deploy over your head when you were falling. Uh, but it wouldn't do it if you weren't subscribed. This was like a long time ago. Um, and I was not a fan of that. Um, but, yeah, you guys will have to yeah. tell me if this one actually fires off a, Why, I, a notification to someone I don't fully understand. Yeah, so you have to activate its sensor platform. So is it sending data out and then it's getting processed remotely all the time? That I'm not sure, but... I wouldn't trust that. Yeah, I wouldn't trust that either. But that's a perfect segue into our next topic, which is going to be Ufi sees UP, you see. Okay, yeah, what the heck is this? Okay, this is bad and... No, no, don't read it all. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to okay. read it out okay. to you because okay. it starts bad and then gets hilariously bad. Okay. Eufy, a sub-brand of charger slash battery giant Anchor, has been caught okay. sending pictures to their cloud servers without user consent. Oh. To which you might say, yeah, surprise, surprise. But wait, there's more. Paul Moore, a security consultant, was reviewing the Eufy Doorbell Duel, a camera-equipped smart doorbell that claims that recorded footage will be kept private. 
and stored locally with military-grade encryption. What does that mean? That means AES-256. <laughs> oh, okay. As far as I can tell. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but upon some snooping, it turned out that Eufy was sending user data to the cloud, including full-resolution images from the camera, despite claiming in their marketing materials that the files are stored locally and there's no cloud integration. Oh, oh, there's a link. We can actually check their website now. Ready? Have they updated No it yet? clouds or costs. Oh. Whoopsie daisies. No yes. costs because you're the product. Anyway, sorry. Um, the files are not only uploaded to the cloud, but also tagged with facial recognition that ties the Whoa. images that ties the images to a user. Whoa, okay. It also takes a snapshot of the feed before a face was recognized and uploads that to the cloud as well. And it's not like Mr. Moore is just making things up, you know, going on Mr. Moore's story time to make oh. Yuffie look bad. Other users have tested the same thing and found that the files were uploaded even when they had never used the web UI. Wow. But wait, it gets even better. You might think that Mr. Wow. Moore might have reached out to Yuffie and been ignored. Yeah. Not so. He reached out and they replied, saying that they were aware the photos were being uploaded and that it was for notification purposes. No. And that the pictures were deleted afterward. Oh. Mm -hmm. They also said that they plan to encrypt the API messages. Meaning, oh, you plan on doing this. Oh. Meaning, well, no, no, this is, I'm sure they do, because that will make it harder for users to detect that their images are being they uploaded. They said that? Well, no, they didn't say the quiet part out loud. Okay. But they said that they will be encrypting the API yeah, messages. Yeah, 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 yeah. Further testing by Paul showed that this wasn't the case, as after he deleted his pictures and notifications from the app, he was still able to access the images hosted online. Uh, oh, no. Another user discovered that you can remotely start a stream and watch the unencrypted live camera feeds without authentication using VLC. <laughs> This is this is junk we used to do when I was in high school. You can you can remotely start a stream and watch their cameras live. No authentication, no encryption. Oh, ha <laughs> ha! Hey, hey, what's up, Paul? Hey, <laughs> I actually didn't know that we were specifically oh, is that, called out. That was Paul. I believe so on Twitter. Um, well, great work, Paul. Yeah, yeah, great work indeed. Um, this is a massive massive this is disgusting not just user data you know mishandling scandal this is a legal problem um apparently yuffie did initially deny to paul m what was going on um there's another thing in here where he deleted his or er, yeah, yeah deleted we, his we had account, that already. i thought he said yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, so that's next. Oh, Sorry. wait. <gasps> he deleted his account altogether. Never yeah. mind just deleting. Yeah, so he, the he deleted the pictures first oh, no. off his local app or whatever. And then later, uh, he found out that after deleting his account, he could still access his photos. Wow. So their whole, like, we're, we're getting rid of these, we're recycling these things. He was also able to access the AES 128. That's slightly less military-grade encryption. Yeah. The key in plain text by looking at the API calls. Neat. So to recap, 
It appears that Eufy is storing images of faces with usernames attached to them and on public-facing servers without encryption. They expose their own encryption keys in their API calls and allow users to access unencrypted oh. streams without authentication. Our discussion question. Compared to previous breaches, how bad is it? Bad. Yeah, well, it depends which breach you're talking about because we've had, like, there's the Australian breach where everyone's, like, passports leaked out. Um, but then there's been leaks, breaches that aren't as bad. So, I, yeah, I don't know. It's really bad, though. Um, how do we stop companies from being so... Uh, um, By suing them in ways that are actually meaningful. Yeah. Like, not just cost of doing business fines. Like, when something this bad happens, you actually... It needs Sue to them hurt. into oblivion. One of the biggest so problems. So that everyone else is afraid. Do you make an example out of them? We've talked about this on Wencho actually a bunch. One of the biggest problems with tech lawsuits is it's often unimpactful amounts of money that they have to pay. Well, it's not just that it's unimpactful. It's that it takes so long to reach a verdict with all the appeals and all the legal processes that you have to go through in order to actually reach the point where they pay a fine that the amount that they have probably made yeah. on that bad behavior during that time dwarfs the yeah. cost of the fine. It's not even Makes just- Makes it just not matter It's not slightest. even just how much of a percentage of their overall revenue it is. It's on a per illegal action basis that we're telling them it's worth it. Yeah. Go for it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Cassandra asks, are you guys going to continue working with Anchor over this? Absolutely not. You heard it here first. We're done with Anchor. And that sucks because I really liked Anchor. Yeah, I've liked a lot of their products over the years. That blows. That is absolutely what we should be doing, but it just sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, doo -doo 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 -doo. If Eufy Smart Scale is sending pictures of my balls and taint, <laughs> is that a bad thing? Um, Sorry, is that one of this, our discussion questions? That's a questions? discussion question, yeah. Um, I started reading that before I, uh, you is, know. <laughs> I have... <laughs> this, okay, who wrote this topic? This is the discussion question completely unaltered, okay? I have a Eufy smart scale. Is sending pictures of my balls and taint to the Chinese government? Just, That's what's written on the dock. Just says is. I should have read the whole thing before I started actually reading it out loud. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> is this one of those situations where they went on a walk with their cousins? Um. Uh, wow. Um. I don't know if the smart scale has a camera pointed up. I probably doubt it. I um, know. I think it does. What? I, I think so. I thought it did. Hold on. Well, let's look it up. Let's this, look it up. This is talking about like a smart doorbell, not a scale. Hold on. Maybe it has a camera. Body no. fat scale. No blah, blah, shot fitness it has body a composite. But I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it does. Maybe it does. Visceral fat. Like maybe it like looks at your your tummy. Four sensors. I don't know, Luke. I'm <clears> guessing. <throat> Uh, blah, 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 blah. When blah, in the blah, shower, blah. you need to spend more time scrubbing your nether regions. <laughs> I mean, that's a notification this, some people could this use. This notification brought to you by the, <laughs> the UV smart scale. <laughs> <laughs>
Be sure to check on what's going out front, going on outside your friends' doors by checking out our our unencrypted door cams. I mean, it might have a camera, just hey, because they're not advertising it. Yeah, they're doing all kinds of things they didn't say they were doing. Yeah, yeah? There you go. It's not like a little tiny pinhole camera costs anything, pretty yeah. much. It yeah. could easily have one. Yeah, they, you know, even 1080p w- wouldn't be that expensive. Yeah, that was a creepy one, right? Yeah, we oh, forget. Yeah. So, so I have that robot vacuum thing now, and my girlfriend was showing me this super cool new feature of how you can call it and you can see out the front and you can talk through it and stuff. And she was like, oh, yeah, I think it's I think it's cool. I think it's just so like people can like talk to their pets and stuff. And I'm like, this is horrifying. I hate this. We're taping over this. <laughs> this is not happening. It's <laughs> like oh, no. not cool and a big problem. There is no reason why my my admittedly quite awesome. I'm very happy with it. Yeah. Robot vacuum needs a camera that is accessible through like the Internet and stuff. Um, so yeah, yeah. Anyways, uh, moving on from, yeah, let's talk about our Black Friday deal on LTT store. It's big. It's a, it's a pretty big deal. Huge deal. So if you head over to the store right now, it's the first banner you're going to see. Get the WAN hoodies and sweatpants set for just $69.99. That is 55% off. All you got to do is add both of them to your cart and the discount will be automatically applied. This is one day only, one of our Black Friday deals. And uh, I believe it expires either late tonight or early tomorrow morning. So you guys are going to want to jump on this right away. Uh, I guess we should probably also do any... Uh, why don't we do sponsor spots? Just get those out of the way and then sure. we can yeah. just chat everything else for the rest of the show. Yeah, Thanks yeah. to Collide for sponsoring today's show. Traditional endpoint security tools can make your workplace feel like a surveillance state, turn users and the IT team into adversaries, and ultimately drive your employees to work on unsecured personal devices. But it doesn't have to be this way. Collide is a device security solution built around honest security. Their philosophy is that employees aren't your biggest security risk, they're your biggest allies, and your relationship with them should be based on transparency and informed consent. Collide works by notifying your employees of security issues via Slack and gives them step-by-step instructions on how to resolve them themselves. For IT and security teams, Collide provides the right level of visibility for Mac, Windows, and Linux devices, and it can answer your questions about your fleet security that traditional MDMs just can't. You can meet your security goals without compromising your values. Visit collide.com slash WAN to find out how. If you follow that link, they'll hook you up with a free goodie bag just for activating a free trial. That's K-O-L-I-D-E dot com slash WAN. Thanks to Linode for sponsoring today's show. Linode is a powerful Linux-based cloud computing service that's affordable and easy to use. They have a large marketplace with one-click apps to quickly deploy servers for website development, file hosting, database management, video hosting, or even video game servers. You can even go full DIY if you want a full custom setup. It has affordable pricing with no hidden fees that try to sneak on your monthly bill and features no-cost DDoS protection, 99.99% compute uptime, and more. Best of all, Linode has worldwide data centers and 100% 24-7, 365 customer service that's reachable by phone, email, or social media. With all this, it's easy to see why it's the top-rated infrastructure-as-a-service provider on G2. So set up your account today and get a $100 60-day credit on your new account at linode.com slash WAN. Thanks to AnyDesk for sponsoring today's show. AnyDesk is a remote desktop application that works for Windows, Mac, Linux, iOS, Android, Chrome OS, and even Raspberry Pi. You can leverage AnyDesk for any of your remote assistance or work needs. 
Experience super low latency paired with an easy-to-use interface to control all of your endpoints at a high speed. They provide extensive support and aid in onboarding your team to ensure they get the most out of the software. And they offer enterprise features such as SSO, a customizable client, and a suite of collaboration tools. AnyDesk is now account-based, offering that extra wall protection for both free users as well as organizations. So you can learn more about AnyDesk's free personal solution and business subscription plans using the link in the show um, notes. Uh, what should we talk about next? Man, my hot take count is pretty high today. We've got taxes, Yuffie looking at your balls, nothing is waterproof. I'm doing great. I'm doing great. <laughs> uh, speaking of hot takes and things, should we talk about this week in Twitter? I can go through it. Sure. Okay, cool. We are going to go through in chronological order, starting on Friday the 18th. <laughs> Elon tweeted out, new Twitter policy is freedom of speech, but not freedom of reach. Negative slash hate tweets will be max de-boosted and also demonetized. Elon clarified so, that this applies to the individual tweet, not the account. Um, and what is a negative tweet? Question mark was asked. Um, and it doesn't 100% seem like anyone can really answer that. Right. So basically, it's exactly the same problem that we've had with Twitter all this time. Nice. 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 There is, um, Twitter did have some stuff that defined hate speech and he has not mm -hmm. changed that. So maybe that's what they're using. This is a guess completely out of the air from me. I have no reason to actually believe yeah. this. Maybe that's what they're using. I don't know. Another option is that they're using nothing and this system doesn't exist, which is, I think is what's more real because he didn't say it said new Twitter policy is this thing. It doesn't say that the tools to do this have been made and are being used. And I suspect that they have not been made and are not being used. Got it. Um, but I don't know. Saturday the 19th, Elon reinstates. I mean, can I just, can I, can I, hold on. So, I'm so sorry. Can I jump in for a second yeah, absolutely. here? Absolutely. So the whole freedom of reach thing. Yes. And, and suppressing. So I don't, things. I don't think it's, someone asked in Flowplane chat, and I think this is where you're yeah. going as well. I don't think this is shadow banning. Well, I mean, isn't it's sh it's shadow suppressing? I think it's as close to shadow banning as you can get without just saying shadow banning. Pretty much, like I think you could go to this person's my my guesstimation yeah. is you could go to this person's account and see it, which means it's not shadow banned. Yeah, well, I mean, but I think it's just not going to be promoted on the the home feed. Well, yeah, but if it's if it's algorithmically suppressed, isn't that exactly? what many of the groups who were so happy about Elon taking over mm -hmm. have been mad about on other platforms, yep. algorithmically suppressing what mm -hmm. they're saying. So then we all agree that that's bad mm -hmm. and that there should be, um, you know what? I, I, I don't know. I just can't anymore. Uh, it's at I, the very least not, not, not what he was uh, theoretically coming in for, right? But yeah. Anyways, Saturday the 19th, immediately after that, he says he's reinstating a number of prominent suspended accounts along with Trump's after 15 million users voted on a Twitter poll with 51.8% voting yes and 48.2% voting no. Elon claims 134 million of Twitter's nearly 400 million users have seen this poll. Democracy. Okay. Sunday was the Sabbath. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing happened on Sunday. Uh, there is something that's not in here that There's I many things don't that know too much about. There was a whole thing with like, um, uh, there was a whole thing discussing like uh, child exploitation hashtags or something like that. I don't, know enough about it because well, there I've was never... the stuff that went down with balenciaga 
That I know oh. enough about to talk outside of dog. Yeah, that we can that we can talk about a little bit later. But no, okay. this was a separate thing. It was like hashtags that are apparently used for sharing uh, compromising material. Um, and oh. Twitter for a long time had not done enough to to block those hashtags from oh, being used. Oh, and they've actually done something. And have now, actually right? done something about yeah. it now. So I want to make sure that in all of this chaos, we, are we recognize things, well. things that at least seem to be going well as well. Yeah. So I heard about that during the reading about the Balenciaga thing that went down. Mm -hmm. um, and so yeah, that that is actually that's that's fantastic. The fact that is something that I hated about Twitter in the past was that they were just like openly refusing to deal with obvious pedophilia on the platform. Yep. Um, which is just ridiculous and unacceptable. Yep. And now it has been dealt with, which is great. At least somewhat, well, right? At least uh, somewhat. I mean, to say it's it's dealt, dealt with, with, I think, is, is too much of a... Pretty yeah. optimistic. Yeah. Uh, but at least some amount of step has been done to make it not as bad as it was. I'll say that much. Uh, Monday the 21st, Elon... Uh, delays relaunch of Blue Verified, previously set for November 29th, uh, until there is high confidence of stopping impersonation. <laughs> Mention, mentions using different colored check marks. Good luck with that. Uh, yeah. Uh, Wednesday, the 23rd, Buddy tweets another poll <laughs> asking if Twitter should offer general amnesty to suspended accounts. 3 million votes, 72.4% saying yes. 27.6% saying no. It's interesting that he's tweeting it and it's not a poll that the platform is sending out because I wonder what the demographics following Elon are. Moving forward, Friday the 25th, Elon tweets what he's now calling verified is tentatively set to launch Friday, December 2nd, now with fun new colors. Companies get gold, mm. government uh, representatives get gray, individuals mm. get blue, mm -hmm. and can also have a secondary tiny logo, whatever that means, showing that they belong to an org. All verified accounts will be manually authenticated before check activates. Have fun sending your personal identification to Twitter. That is already something you had to do, but still. Um, also, if Apple slash Google boots Twitter from their app stores, Elon will just make a phone. What? Yeah, nice. that, that went really well for the Zuck. Cool. Discussion question. Can any social media platform owned by a private corporation really be a town square? Or do we need a almost certainly worse government-owned platform? I just threw it from my mouth a little bit. I have said that before, too. No. There's problems across the board. It has to be decentralized, and it has to actually be outside of any individual's control, at which point it will turn into a cluster and basically it doesn't work we should all abandon social media nice wow i thought i was gonna be with the one with the hot takes today i hate it all you just won nice. you just won the hot Good. take yeah olympics yeah as much as mastodon is not going to work mastodon's idea of joining servers i think is the and like facebook's thing where you theoretically just interact with people in your friends group google's old thing where you theoretically only interacted with people in your circles stuff like that i think that's the only form that is really going to work mastodon to be very clear 
tons of massive issues. I saw some people tweeting out recently like, I wish people didn't talk down on Mastodon being hard to use because it's not that hard to use and people should use it so we can get off of Twitter. Yeah, if you join someone's server thing, as weird as that is, they can read all of your personal messages, by the way. Hope you knew that. There's lots of problems with Mastodon. It's garbage. Don't use it, in my opinion. That is entirely just my opinion. Wow. Um, <laughs> He's spicy today. I they all suck. They're all terrible. Just because Twitter is up in fire doesn't mean the rest aren't on fire as well. Okay? Come on. Ugh. We don't need this type of thing. People act like the only possible way you can get news in the modern era is to look on Twitter. That is not true. <laughs> there is lots of other ways that it can work, including Reddit, which has been around this whole time. You think people don't get news on Reddit? Are you crazy? You think Reddit isn't fast as heck? Would you have ever in a thousand years imagined yourself saying, No. Reddit will be our safe. <laughs> <laughs> we did it, Reddit. I just, it's better than Twitter. Oh, man. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. We don't need Twitter. It is not a requirement. Just because you can't get off it doesn't mean that we need it. Okay? Mythbusters123 in Floatplane says, Balenciaga yeah. needs to be boycotted. Can, can I jump in with a hot take? Okay. Why the fuck were you ever buying anything from Balenciaga anyway? Not a hot take. Are I love it. Are you made of money? It's so... <sighs> the amount of Balenciaga shoes I saw on my trip was disappointing. I would, I would see someone walk by and be like, what is that? Why why is it doing this on your foot? And then I'd be like, oh, it's one of those Balenciaga shoes. Not those. Those just look like Converse that are way too expensive for no reason. This is 950 <laughs> Canadian dollars. It looks like Converse with a Hitler stash. This is, you know what's, what's on the front of it? Okay. Did you see did you see that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's just the text. <laughs> Are you okay today? Do you need you? Are you okay to stay alive? Yeah, I'm fine. Because you're fine. spicy. I'll be all right. I'll be all right. The, the, the point. The point is, the way that I see the way that I see a garment like this, and it's funny to me that in the mainstream, it's it's okay to flex by spending nine hundred and fifty dollars on basic shoes. Yeah. But you're an idiot for spending eight dollars on a check mark on Twitter. Yes, that's funny. They're the same thing. They are both just spending money to demonstrate that you had money that you couldn't have possibly used for anything else. Yeah. That's the only reason they exist. Yeah. Yeah. So do we do we talk about what happened with them? Yeah. They apologized and stuff. Did you see that? I saw they apologized, but like... How did it possibly get that far? Well, so they, they had a campaign... Or something. I don't even know what it was. I don't even uh, really care. It was these weird Was it the purses. doll thing? Yeah, like they were purse? purses that looked like stuffed animals in like um like S and M garb. Yeah. Yeah. Um and but the, the photo shoot had had kids in it. Like actual like like, like young very children. small children, which is really weird off the bat, just due to the subject matter of what they're trying to sell which was already really weird off the bat. Two really weird things. These things should not be together, right? Yeah. Okay, sounds good. But I think that was the point of the campaign. On the desk, yeah. there was papers. Yes. And without intense levels of sleuthing, but by like zooming in a little bit and turning it so that it was 
you know, the right, right side, side up. up, you could see that these were papers about court cases, about... That basically were loopholes um, for the... For the, I forget if it was the distribution of or the ownership of a base, but basically child pornographic material. Yeah. Now, what I will say, I haven't seen their apology. What I will say is that it is possible. Think about the kinds of artiste people you've met in your life. It is possible that it's somewhere other than Balenciaga's legal executive level. It is possible that somewhere, someone was trying to be edgy and made that decision without informing someone. It's just so uncomfortable. However, the campaign, which was obviously designed to generate shock, must have been approved at a high enough level that I'm just not really willing to give them a pass on it. That's kind of where I'm at on it. Yeah. Like, I do think that certain aspects of it might have happened by accident. But what I don't think is that this was a, oh, oh, we had no idea this was going to be controversial. No, no, you knew. You 100% knew. That's why you did it. Like, yeah. I, I've had the experience be, being the executive of a company where something happens, a decision gets made, Absolutely. something gets communicated, and I didn't fucking know, and I'm fucking furious, and that's not what I would have done. Yeah. I've had that experience. Yeah. And I'm sure for some people at Balenciaga, that's what's happening right now. They're going, how could this possibly have happened? But they also can't pretend that people who have been entrusted with the brand, some of them at least, were not involved in this happening. Where's the parents of these kids? Um, the, there's like, I, I can't find it, but they like, uh, Instagrammed out, um, some, some things, uh, apologizing or whatever. And, and I think they are going after, yeah, they, they, so they filed a $25 million suit against the producers of the advertising campaign. Mm -hmm. Um, so theoretically it was done outside of company. Yeah. Okay. So then, yeah, I told you I hadn't seen the apology, but that sounds like Yep, the kind of thing that would happen. But the thing yeah. is, someone must have seen it. We've talked, point. I think we've talked a lot about the agency structure, yes. right? Where companies hire agencies and they hire agencies so that everyone who works on their marketing is a contractor who works for a separate right. third party and so that they can quickly and easily A, get rid of them or B, absolve themselves of any responsibility for what their agencies do. That's the whole point. But it doesn't work. You're still responsible for it. So you might as well just have a team of people internally who understand your brand and know what the f*** they're doing. And this is case in point right here. This demonstrates why I was right about that all along. That's why we don't have an, uh, that's why I don't have an agent. That's why we don't have an outside marketing agency, because who could possibly understand us and our story better than the people who work here and interact with us every day? Yeah. Then you don't have this problem. Yep. You're welcome, Balenciaga. It was a lesson on how to not be just utterly irresponsible. If people are wondering, like, how the heck we got onto that topic, a lot of that went down on Twitter. Yeah. Um, so that, that was a thing that happened on Twitter.
that's what we were talking about before it was Twitter stuff. So yeah, that was disgusting. Uh, we didn't screen share any of the images and stuff, and I highly recommend you don't look them up because they're honestly very disturbing. But moving on to uh, more potentially positive things. I don't know if you're ready. Maybe it's, is it in my email as well on here? Um, we have images of things that might be interesting oh. to see. Oh, 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 right. I forgot Nick was there. He crouched. And then I totally forgot I about him. I don't think they were sent to my email. I'm sorry, Nick. Uh, what email am I supposed to be checking for this? Uh, I think it's just that PC. This one's doesn't have it, yeah. This one's also... Let's see. Hey, here we go. All right, we got some stuff to talk to you guys about. We were thinking of making a wallet. And I suspect you're pretty similar to me in that the only wallets I've ever used in my life are ones that people gave me. That's actually not true. Really? Are you a wallet guy? I had, no. <laughs> I had a wallet uh, break in half while I was on a trip for work. Okay. So I bought a new one and it's... Okay, but other than that... It's still here. I've had it for eight years. <laughs> okay. Um, actually, here, one sec. Hey, Dan, do you mind uh, moving the camera a little bit? I think when we adjusted things earlier, I wasn't sitting how I usually sit, and so it's really it's been looking really dumb. I'll show. <laughs> Thanks. Just go that way a bit. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, no, the other way. Yeah, that way. Thanks. Uh, anywho, so, okay, well, I am definitely the kind of person who just uses whatever wallet yeah. people give me for Christmas because I just cannot be arsed. Yeah, before this one, it was one of those, yeah. My understanding now is that your wallet is like a huge status symbol because... I think it, it always has been. Actually. No, no, I know. Uh, well, oh, it always has been. I just am an idiot and didn't know that. Oh, I yeah. just didn't care. Yeah, so, so, so your wallet's a status symbol because it's like the thing that you use to carry your money and you, you when you pull it out and pay, it's like good for it to have like good uh, pictures on it that right. mean like good money inside, right? Yeah, like the person who owns the company that sold you the wallet is really rich because you're dumb. That thing. Got it. Yeah, th yeah. that's a good one. Nice. So we were going to do a wallet that was, you know, I don't know, high quality, but not outlandishly priced. Nice. Uh, but because I, I just kind of use whatever people give me, I don't have strong opinions about what makes a good wallet. So we had Matthew from the Creator Warehouse team uh, mock up some wallets, fire them over to me, and I'm going to try to find a safe way to uh, show these to you guys without doing anything stupid. Uh, how about like this? Ah, yes. This looks pretty good. Okay. Yes. Oh, whoops. What? Well, spoiler, we're also thinking uh, about doing a tie. Hey, that's cool. That goes with the party shirt. Yeah, that was kind of the idea. It's uh, the party shirt print. Okay, I guess we're going to talk about the tie first. The thing with the tie is I want to make sure that we are we're differentiating in some way. Like we're... Okay. Uh, so comments under the video are going to be the way to interact with this discussion, by the way, guys, um, we want to differentiate in some way. Like one of the ideas that I thought of is that it could come pre-tied. <laughs> oh, that's actually not a bad idea. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Or, or instead of being like a cringe clip on or like having a zipper down the thing like this, yeah. uh, one idea I thought of is that it could, this could be like a separate piece that goes on over top and it just like kind of runs through here so that you can still adjust the length but it's you never have to tie it i'm i, I probably exists already but like i just wanted to i wanted to make it us in some way but anyway these are some designs that matthew threw together cool that he thought you guys might like to look at and I give like us the, some the second one yeah give us some feedback on Ooh, here are some whoa. more kind of fun ones 
Yeah. Uh, this is there. We go. That's a people better. like fun ties. Yeah, I just I don't know who wears a tie anymore. I don't know. Like, do do a float plane pole maybe? Sure. Like, do people do you actually wear ties? I think a lot of like nerds and developers don't wear ties, so this might be skewed. Well, that's the thing, right? That's our audience. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah, fair, right, so fair we, enough. Fair enough. And we're already working on some just really clean, like like comfortable, like office attire. You know that hides pit stains. You know, like really practical stuff. Yeah. Um, I just don't know if we need a tie. Wow, a surprising amount of people just right off the hop are saying yes. Oh, thirty percent of people are saying yes off the hop. Thirty-four. It's going up. Thirty-five. Oh, okay. Well, all right then. Interesting observation. The people to vote yes to wearing a tie came to the poll slower than the people to say no. Huh. Okay. <laughs> the numbers so we know who at, feels strongly about at, no ties. We're at 37 now. It's slowly increasing. People are passionate about no ties. Yeah. yeah. All right. That's fair. That's fair. That's a very surprising amount of people. Uh, so this is the wallet. Uh, we were thinking- oh, That actually looks pretty sharp. Either leather uh, or the same Zipper. material as our- Yeah. The same material as our backpack. Um Matthew was thinking of doing a zipper around it. I personally find the zipper to be a little late 90s. Yeah. Uh, or mid 90s. Yep. I don't know if I'm that down for the zipper wallet. I also am not super into the square wallet. But one of the things that Matthew brought up is that around the world, uh, money is shaped very differently. Yes. And square wallets, even if we don't do only square wallets, could be a necessary evil for people who, for example, use uh, euros, which are quite quite square compared to like Canadian, US, uh, and I think Australian money is... I don't remember if you do this. Widescreen aspect there's, ratio. there's some that change size depending on denomination as well. I believe euros are different are sizes. Yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah. So that's the wallet. Um, and just, you know, any feedback you guys have in the comments under this video, that's where we're going to want to see it. This is the smallet. Okay, interesting. So this is just a card wallet, basically? Yeah, this is more like what I would probably use. Right. Although I carry a lot of cards. And they were asking me, they're like, Linus, why do you have so many cards? I'm sitting here going, well, I don't want to. Yeah. Personal debit, business debit, personal Canadian credit card, personal US dollar credit card, business Canadian credit card, business US dollar credit card, uh, my identification, my Costco card, my um, AAA membership, my um, uh, Parks and Rec card. I'm up to 10 cards already. I don't even have any money in my pocket yet. All the same for me, minus two of the business ones, but not all four, just two of them. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. So I got to carry a decent amount of cards. So what I kind of want is like a thick, a thick smallet. I think that's the one that I'm most into. Um, this one I've already approved already. Uh, I love this concept for a passport case. So you can have all your cards oh, in there. Sick. Uh, it's just, it's, uh, it slips Especially out. Especially if it's, you already said it's the same material as the backpack, yeah. right? That'd be pretty sweet to have the pairing. Or or it might be leather here, backpack material here, or something like that, or two different dyed leathers. Uh, we're experimenting with different kinds of leathers. Uh, some of them are like vegan leathers, but like not bad though. I've seen mushroom leathers that blew my mind. Yeah. Like pineapple leather, like apple leather. It's It's getting really good. So mm -hmm. we'll mm -hmm. see. And then this would be more like a cardholder one. So if you have any, uh, if you have any feedback on any of this stuff, we are we are absolutely looking for it, and would love to well, love to hear what you guys have to say. Yeah. Uh, I think that's it for that part. Should we talk about the bonus topics, or should we go into meta? Uh, let's go into meta. Okay. 
It's long. Oh, we should do a couple merch messages. Okay. Uh, poor Dan um, has already dealt with 200 merch messages. How you doing over there, Dan? My fingers hurt. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm doing well. It's uh, lots of good questions coming in today. All right, it's that's a awesome. good deal. That's awesome. Yeah, we're also yeah a lot of orders coming in for the the WAN show combo. I mean, you guys can see them flooding in down here. Um, so yeah, let's do let's do a couple merch messages. Hit me, Dan. What is on your Christmas list this year? Ask Jason. Uh, my whole family just perked up because I have not posted my Christmas list yet. Oh, I don't know what I want. I don't want anything. Well, you just said you want a surround sound speaker setup. That's too much, though. Yeah, that's my problem. Yeah. Everything I want is something I could never ask anyone else to give me. Yeah. Because if it's like 20 bucks, I'll just get it. If I actually want it. And most of the time, I, just I don't want it. Yeah. And if you don't want it bad enough to spend 20 bucks on it, you kind of feel bad someone else spend 20 bucks on for it? someone else to spend 20 bucks. Yeah. You it's know, hard. You know what I asked for for Christmas? I asked for us to not do a gift exchange. Whoa. I hate gift exchanges wait what do you mean by gift exchange i hate exchanging like christmas presents gifts at all yeah i just i don't want any and i don't want to buy any or if if we buy you something like there are people in our lives that we buy things for a lot actually like um, my aunt um yvonne's parents uh we've gotten both of them cars we've gotten both of them multiple vacations uh they do a lot for us i've talked about this before yeah. but yeah. with the amount of childcare that they do for us we're probably ahead on the deal. Yeah. Childcare is so expensive. Um, so like there's people that we absolutely buy things for, but I don't like buying junk. I don't yeah. like, I don't like just getting people junk to put in their house. And I feel like a lot of the time with the reasonable, with a reasonable budget gift exchange, that's what everyone ends up doing. You just go to some gift guide, find some junk and then, expect it to be in someone's house when you visit them and it just creates all this pressure and like yeah. this guilt if your junk is not as good as their junk like i just i i hate it my family's christmas has always been very epic um but even when we like didn't have money and didn't have a lot of gift exchange it was always we just found other ways to make it cool um and the gift exchange has been become a little bit more serious as people have become a little bit more successful um, but like myself and my dad are the notoriously, like ridiculously hard people to shop for. Um, and whenever I complain about my dad, everyone snips at me cause they're like, you're just as hard. <laughs> um, so like, I can't imagine other people that have to shop for both of us. Cause like neither of us want anything. <laughs> and just to clarify, Ken K over on float plane says no adult gift exchange, right? Oh yeah. Christmas is for kids. Oh yeah. Like my oh man, my I'm excited about buying for the little one. My side of the family has been doing a gift exchange all the way into adulthood for us. And as soon as Yvonne and I had kids, we were sitting here going, Why on earth are you guys spending any money on us? This is ridiculous. We'll participate in stupid the stupid secret Santa stupid gift exchange, but don't buy anything for us. Buy stuff for our kids. I do like, like I, I, just, I do like buying stuff for my mom. I do like buying stuff for my brother. My brother and my mom, everybody else seems to have a, when they, <laughs> when they do figure out something for me, it's usually like, oh, wow, I never really would have thought about that. Yeah. Which is why I which don't why have it's it. so hard. And this is cool, but sorry for the intense labor of trying to figure something out. So I like feel bad, but it's, it's cool. Um, 
So I don't know. Conrad. It's, just, it's tough. Conrad goes, I like giving gifts a lot. Receiving gifts is okay, but it's way more fun to give people things. What you're giving them is an obligation. You're giving them pressure. Sometimes. That's how I feel. But that's the that's, thing. I know that's how you is feel. You should respect how other people feel yeah. about it. Yes. Yeah. When yeah, yeah. people who just love giving gifts give me stuff, it makes me uncomfortable. I don't like it. I don't want it. And when I say, I really don't want anything, I'm not, I'm not like, oh, I really don't want anything. But like, oh, if you got me something, ooh. No, I really don't want anything. <laughs> Listen to the words I'm saying. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know. There's just, there's, there's been, there's, there's a lot of frustration because, and I, I mean, maybe part of it is just like my upbringing, right? Because I've run into situations where people have given me something that they like, thought I would love. And then it's like extremely hurtful and puts like strain on the relationship when I didn't want it and don't like it. When I said I didn't want it and then I didn't like it. <laughs> Give me a break. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's, I think it helps in, in my family that I don't think it's like that for, for anyone. Um, but that's also a reason why you and I have never done gift exchange between us ever. Yeah, there's lots of good suggestions in totally in the sense. chat though. Like uh, you can donate um, to like you know uh, a, a shelter. That's a cool one in people's names and stuff like that. Totally, totally, hundred percent, super down. Give yeah. food. That's our fallback whenever we're not sure what to do. Is we just like give people fancy food. Um, to be clear, I don't want that either. Like the amount of food that arrives in my name here every year. Yeah. I don't, I, I, I promise you there's only one thing I eat. It's the little chocolate covered cookies from Noctua. Everything else. And I don't, usually don't even finish them because I don't want like that many treats in my life. And that's um, almost because it's more of a tradition thing. All of the know. rest of it, all the rest of it goes straight to the staff like kitchen and other people eat it. So if you were thinking that you were sending Linus some kind of like special treat to try, I'm not eating it. I'm, I'm giving it to the people here which is fine like by all means like send stuff and people will will eat it i'm talking, to, I'm talking stuff, to brands don't make things yeah i'm talking to brands right now who are sensible enough to send things that are sealed um buy twitter blue buy people twitter blue for christmas okay yeah. that's pretty funny <laughs> oh no anyway uh moving on should we do another one? Should we jump back to topics? Uh, yeah, let's do another one. Question for Luke. If uh, the roles were reversed, would you have hired Linus for Luke Tech Tips 14 years ago? No. Yeah. Yes, I would. <laughs> and Linus, uh, the SV to say that. 650s in silver why, look amazing. Why would I not have? I don't know. Yeah. I mean. That'd be kind of dumb. Okay, but the roles are reversed. So you're the one with the channel and I'm just like a guy. Like, would you have gotten along with me that well in an interview? Like, would you, like, that's what people are asking. How, do you remember how long our interview was? Oh, yeah, that's true. We chatted for like a couple hours. I think we got along pretty well. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I mean, that's what happens. You meet your soulmate. I think it was more, <laughs> I think it was more than a couple hours because I showed up when, I mean, immediately after school and then the bus systems were closed by the end of the interview oh, yeah. and you had to drive me home. Okay, I no. think it was like, like okay. a day. <laughs> Our interview was like eight hours. And it was after hours, so it didn't matter. Yeah. Like I wasn't being paid for the time anyway. So yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. No, I, I, yeah, that, that rings a bell. I think it probably would have worked. Like, I, yeah, I don't, I don't see that not having happened. Okay. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Should we get back to topics? Sure. We got to leave some merch messages for the end. I mean, there's a lot. There is but, a few. But okay. Yeah. 
Anyways, <laughs> Meta is going hard on AI, as if we didn't already know that. And yeah. uh, we're probably doomed. I'm not sure what that <laughs> means yet, but we'll get there. Oh, we'll get there. Uh, Meta's been struggling lately <laughs> uh, uh, with a layoff of 11,000 employees following economic forecasts that, you know, didn't quite come true. Uh, but along with the Metaverse, Meta, I hate this name, is putting its resources into AI. Oh, no. <laughs> Can I jump in, by the way? I didn't know this is where we were going. Uh, you weren't present for this, but during one of our writers' meetings, we had a conversation that went, hey, uh, there's a couple of things that we want to kind of take a stand against. One of them is prices that end in 99. We will still represent them that way, and we're still going to price things on our store that way. I'm sorry, it works. But when we call out prices mm. verbally, when we're reviewing items, we want to keep things very factual. And the fact is something that is... $69.99 is $70. Seven. So yeah. that's one. And another, this was a me initiative. Uh, the other one was James. He really hates the 99 thing. I personally am a little more indifferent about it because I don't care. Uh, but he doesn't like it. The one that I don't like is using AI to describe machine learning. I want to stop doing cool. that. Yeah. If it's not AI, we're not going to call it AI anymore. So to be fair, I didn't I don't know what this is about. I would say this is somewhat closer to actual AI once you get a little bit further into it. Okay. But it's also not. And I want to draw a clear distinction between machine learning and AI moving forward. You're probably going to see us mix things up a little bit uh, as we as we get this kind of implemented and get in the habit of just seeing the letters A and I and saying machine learning. Uh, but they are not the same thing. No. And artificial intelligence should be able to reason. Machine learning is just uh, basically like a, an algorithm that runs against the wall over and over and over and over and over and over again until it gets a good outcome. Um, and then does that more until it gets a better outcome. And then does that more until it gets a better outcome. It's not intelligence. It's not thinking. It's just creating an enormous data set with which it can eventually find an outcome it's learning it's not intelligent someone in philippine chat said everything is ai when you're the sales guy <laughs> that's pretty good <laughs> uh, uh the the most immediately terrifying of which is cicero i don't know uh an ai that negotiates persuades and cooperates with people to achieve its goals as an agent Wow. Going beyond the simple Turing test, Cicero successfully demonstrated its abilities to reach agreements with other people, including creating partnerships and alliances. I have no idea what that means, uh, but okay. You'll find out. Using web diplomacy as a testing ground. Do you know the game Diplomacy? No. Oh, okay. It's It doesn't really have like a lot of pieces. It's more about um, so building cool. alliances. Yeah, it's it's a social game um, and strategizing. I've never actually played a full game of it, but I do understand what the game is. Okay. And it's helpful for people to know what diplomacy is. Context matters there, yeah. yeah. Uh, Cicero developed plans in context and convinced real players to go along with them uh, so successfully that it ranked double the average score of human players and ranked in the top 10 participants with more than one game played. Whoa. Mm -hmm. Diplomacy, Facebook says, was seen as a grand challenge for AI because it requires understanding and reacting to other people's motivations and perspectives, plan uh, the ability to plan future moves and adjust strategies. Where previous AI achievements in chess and Go were entirely logical, Cicero's diplomacy exploits 
required natural language and the ability to recognize bluffs and aggressive posturing. That's why I said this is getting a yeah. lot closer to an actual AI yeah. than to just machine learning. Yeah. The ability to recognize these things would quickly be fatal in diplomacy. The inability to... Okay, I missed... Yeah. Uh, yeah, the inability to recognize these things would be fatal in diplomacy. That makes sense. Cicero also displayed the ability to show empathy, build relationships, and speak knowledgeably about the game, leading players to often prefer working with it over other humans. <laughs> It's not infallible, however. It can sometimes contradict its own objectives. For example, asking Italy to move to Venice, then saying the move wasn't good. <laughs> the end goal for Cicero is only uh, capable of playing diplomacy. What? Only to be capable of playing diplomacy. Yeah, okay. At the moment. Uh, or which is only capable of playing diplomacy at the moment is to improve natural language generation and planning to ease communication between humans and AI-powered agents like Siri, Google, and Alexa, which would be good. I had a really frustrating experience with the Google Assistant this week. I was sitting with my son, Every and week. I go, call Yvonne. And it's like, uh, I, uh, I'll call Yvonne Ho. And it goes, sorry, I don't have a home number for Yvonne Cito. I'm like, well, I didn't ask for you. It even transcribed it correctly. It said, Yvonne Ho. And I'm just like, see, see, son, this is what I'm talking about whenever I complain about this. And then I went to record it so that I could talk about it on WAN Show because it's like, it's infuriating when it, it does. And it worked perfectly. Yep. So like, okay, sure. Yep. The less directly threatening AI that I guess they've been working on is Galactica, an experiment with the goal of helping organize science. Yeah, this was interesting. Hmm. Inspired by the mass numbers of papers, this is a thing, published on COVID during the pandemic, Galactica was was hoped to be a way of gleaning real information out of the noise. Basically, an evolved search engine specifically for science. A user could ask, what is quantum computing? And it could filter and generate an answer from multiple sources. It's kind of a noble goal. That's actually really interesting. Yeah. Unfortunately... <laughs> It instead quickly went off the rails, leading some to consider it a random generator. When asked, do vaccines cause autism? It responded, to explain, the answer is no, vaccines do not cause autism. The answer is yes, vaccines do cause autism. The answer is no. <laughs> Mission failed successfully. Thanks, Galactica. <laughs> Um, Anthony says the text beneath the query seemed apt. Warning, outputs may be unreliable. <laughs> Language models are prone to hallucinate text. Neat. Um, it also struggled to perform kindergarten level math, providing answers suggesting that one plus two does not equal three. Uh, the mm -hmm. Lennon Ono what? Lennon Ono complementary? Lennon Ono complementary complementarity. Hmm. Complementarity. Sorry, we're not pr professional mathematicians. So no, I'm sorry. also dyslexic, so reading is hard. Um, is a mathematical phenomenon. Neat. Uh, an article on bears living in. What is this all about? What are these random things that it's listing? Why? Uh, what? <laughs> oh, we're still on the following output thing? No way. Okay. Bears living in space are animals which have been sent into space on board space missions. <laughs> Terrific. 
<laughs> oh, that's that's amazing. Okay. Uh, the reason for this problem appears to be uh, in its roots as a language model, as a large language model, which can read and summarize vast amounts of text to predict future words in a sentence. GPT-3 is one example. Um, this is especially problematic uh, because it's able to produce authoritative sounding and convincing information that is often incorrect, which uh, basically misinformation. This is a great tweet from Thomas Wins, by the way. It might be a great resource for writing sci-fi novels by offering plausible sounding explanations on sci-fi topics. A quantum engine is a hypothetical device that uses the principles of quantum mechanics to extract work from a single heat bath. <laughs> See quantum annealing, principle of quantum texture. Yeah, single. Okay, sure. Yeah, that actually is like kind of that. That would be kind of cool. You could just use it to do all the science lore in your like space exploration game. Yeah. How do we know this Wancho topic was an AI generated? Well, part of it was really hard to follow, so maybe it was. Yeah, maybe it was. Um, we tried. Yeah. Um, the point is that uh, I've had a lot of people taking issue with uh, my stance that I don't want to call anything AI unless it's actually thinking. Um, and they've talked about how actually the term AI gets used to describe machine learning and deep learning all the time. I'm like, yeah, that's the problem. Yes. Because like Tesla's autopilot branding, which I also took issue with, AI has a connotation that is simply uh, more advanced than what machine learning or deep learning are capable of ever being. This is also why I've had a problem with it personally, because you'll, you'll see people post things and be like, look, guys, we don't have to be worried about AI taking over because I trained this model for four seconds and I have a video of it running into a wall. Haha. <laughs> Because that's it's not like, an AI. No, that doesn't mean anything. Like, <laughs> come on. Um, yeah, I don't know. Speaking of meaning something, though, Marvel used to be good. Oh. My, well, I don't know. This was a desperation topic. Do I, we I need it? Yeah, I don't really have a ton to say. I was just going to... I was just going to point out that, like... Or not point out. I, I was going to talk about how I've been watching marvel movies with my son because he hadn't seen any of them which means movies because as far as i can tell they're the only things that release these days yeah anyway uh the point is uh we've been watching them and so last night uh he was on endgame and i was i, I was like just sucked right in and i had kind of gaslit myself over phase four, whatever phase we're on. Are we on phase four or I don't five? Or, I don't watch, so I don't know. I don't know. I had kind of gaslit myself into, you know, maybe I've grown out of it or something. Or maybe I'm tired of it. Or maybe I, I don't like them anymore. You know, whatever else, right? And it was it was really disappointing for me because watching uh, I, the ones that I've sat down and watched all the way through with them, like Civil War, um, uh, Captain America's like uh, 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 Endgame and uh, Infinity War. Or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the ones that I've sat down and watched with them, like they've sucked me in so hard. They're great movies. And I, really I still liked Winter Soldier. love them. And it made me really sad because what that means then is, no, it's not me who changed. I still love this stuff. It's them who changed. These movies just suck. Yeah. And, and it sucks because they didn't, we didn't have to have bad superhero movies we actually I mean, we could didn't still have for good a ones. long time they, they were pumping out really high quality ones for for quite a while um 
I think I think they've just done I think it's that issue where like this happened to Assassin's Creed I think this happened to a bunch of other games where they start releasing too many too fast so the 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 potential pool of really good quality ideas starts to dilute a little bit well I think it's partly that and partly that you know the 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 danger of the threat always has to go up yeah you always have to raise the stakes as well and there are no higher stakes than half of all life gets wiped out so (laughs) what do you do now what yeah what what now post thanos universe yeah but they just they don't have the balls to just stop i haven't seen black panther 2 yet i um hope it could be good but that's part of the problem too is that with all the shows it's just mm-hmm. it is overwhelming i can't watch every there's show like and i can't see every movie yeah, yeah there's too much yeah i saw hmm. i saw a meme the other day that was like it was some person that looked sad and it was like marvel fans in in what was it like 2085 when they when they learn that they have to watch 300 movies and like 47 tv shows to figure out why peter parker ate cereal in the morning or something like that yeah and it's like yeah this is actually kind of becoming a problem. There's like too much. Yeah. Doctor Strange 2. Captain Jinyu says, I might enjoy Doctor Strange 2 more on the second viewing. I'm never watching it again. It was stupid. That bad, eh? Yeah, it was just pretty stupid. Doctor Strange 1 I thought was pretty good. Oh, yeah. It was really yeah, good. Yeah, I liked, I liked that one. But that's yeah. the thing is like once you've, once you've got an origin story out of the way, you kind of have to rely on the characters themselves to actually be interesting. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-oh. Do we want another uh, expansionary topic, or do we think we're good? Uh, I think we should do some merge messages at some point here. Yeah. Oh, we really have to talk about this. Um, SolidWorks is sponsoring a video oh. soon where I need to use SolidWorks, obviously. Okay. Uh, but the, the concept that we pitched them is something that could actually be beneficial to other people because they might want to replicate the project when we're done. We want to design like a, a a media console, like a cabinet that can accommodate actual proper cooling in it. So we're going to design and build it. Um, cool. I've, and like we could just, you know, mod fans into an existing cabinet, but I don't know if you've ever shopped for one. It's all garbage. It's like all particle board junk. And I'm sure I'm not the only one who's sitting here going, well, I don't know. Like I would, I'd love to have something made of, you know, proper, proper wood, even like if a, it's like a home theater cabinet. thing. Yeah. Like yeah my dad I'm, made his own. That's like awesome. Exactly. Yeah. So we, we want to, we want to upgrade had, it LTT style. He had fan holes in the back for where the consoles were exactly, and like all this type of stuff. Yeah. Like yeah. why isn't this a thing? So we yeah. want enough space inside it that it's not ridiculous to get things in and out of. We got to be able to keep things cool. So active cooling is a must. We want a metal back for our cable management magnets. Uh, oh, cool. Controllers need a place to live uh, and be charged. And it's going to have RGB for flare, or more practically, to see when you want to get at things and plug and unplug them. Most importantly, it's got to hold all the stuff the current one does with room for growth. Our base cabinet uh, had to have curb appeal to fit in with the rest of the furniture. Um, and after letting... Oh, Linus and Yvonne have a look. They settled on two choices, both from Crate and Barrel. Oh, apparently we are modifying them so what why is this in here hold on a second once it arrives we do cad magic from there it's time to go to town on modifications that's we're probably going to get no discussion wait questions. there's no discussion questions okay why is this a topic i thought we were asking people for feedback on this uh, oh okay well i don't know why this is in here actually 
Are, do we want people to vote on the crate and barrel things? I don't know. Uh, no, I think only one of them's in stock. I think we're settled on this one. <laughs> okay, well, I don't know. This is one of those video projects that apparently got away from me a little bit, and I have no idea what's going on, and so that's what we're using. So, okay, it has a marble top. Ugh. That's really expensive. Yeah, um, I don't know. I hope, well, maybe I'll have to talk to them to see if there's an alternative. Let's do some merch messages. Okay. It's a fake topic. Cool. <laughs> Debated. Written by yeah. an AI. <laughs> all right, I got another one in here for you. Uh, hey guys, stop for the beanie in the WAN set. Uh, for all of you, including Dan, what's the most egregious injury you have sustained? I've had a life-threatening injury or broke a bone, so I'm curious what your experiences are. Injury. Mm-hmm. I've had a lot of injuries. I have never been grievously injured. I've never been grievously injured, no. Um, what is the most egregious injury? Oh. Oh, egregious, I, not no, grievous. No, I had the um uh the the torn uh whatchamacallit, meniscus in my knee. That was actually really bad for a long time. Like years. I I it wasn't egregious, but it was lingering. Yeah, I've had lots of things that are lingering. I had someone spear me in the back when playing hockey, and then I got banned from playing hockey because it was so much of an attack. Um, and then I had weird minor back problems for a while that are gone now, so that's great. I had a squatting accident where I messed up my knee, and I was on a cane for a couple weeks. Um, like, actually had to use one. Um, but my knee is mostly good now. Every once in a while, it's kind of a problem. Um, I got pushed off the road by a car and had shoulder issues for years. I still have lots of shoulder issues because mm. of that. I don't know, but I wouldn't like, I'm fine. I don't know. Uh, drop table employee says, what about that time Dennis landed on Linus's leg? That aggravated the existing yeah. ongoing meniscus problem that I have in my left knee. I've been kind of considering uh, getting like stem cell injections into it. Apparently that's a pretty good treatment for it. And it could go back to like new, oh, wow, which cool. would be pretty cool, but it costs five grand. That's a lot, but those I, are the, those are the type of things where my brain goes to like, yeah, maybe that's worth it. Yeah, I'd rather spend five grand fixing my knee if I had knee problems, yeah, than I would on like headphones and a new phone or something. I don't know, home theater speakers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, moving on. Okay, here's another one. What's the story with the audio production video? Will it be just a PC build or will you go more in depth with things like real time performance? No, I'm coming I'm coming at this viewer. Chaos five. Sadly, most LTT content these days is just top end everything, completely out of touch for the everyday person cost wise. So I just spend the time finding open source alternatives or learning how to do without all the expensive stuff. Let's go to this channel. Hmm. Okay, so yeah, this is pretty. This is pretty rando. I we've got this uh, car radiator that we use to cool a server rack. Okay, fine. I wouldn't necessarily call it top end anything, but it's definitely not applicable. Yeah, this is top end. This is not. This is switching to a mid range graphics card from an entry, a new entrant to the market. Here's building a computer for the price of a Steam Deck, five hundred and eighty dollars. Certainly not top end anything. Here's HD video on cassette. Uh, here's a new memory standard that you can learn about that will be applicable to basically every laptop at some point. So it's not really top end or not top end. Here's talking about how buying the top end thing can actually screw you over. 
Uh, here's the team talking about stuff that they they are passionate about. Uh, for one of these people, it was like retro CRTs and consoles, not exactly top-end anything. Here's a review of a GPU. Here's a USB drive that costs just a few dollars and can be used for all kinds of automation and hackery. Um, what are you talking about? What is the point of saying something that is so objectively, clearly, provably wrong? This happens a lot. We cover all kinds of things. Yeah. We've got Pi KVM, DIY router, uh, eBay being full of cheap hard drives. How, yeah, well, this, okay, WFPS for free. That's got asterisks on it. Uh, how AMD is going to have better value GPUs. Like I just, I don't, I don't know what to tell you, you know? I don't know what to tell you. You got to actually look at the channel before. Sometimes around Techtober, it's yeah. going to maybe feel like that just because there's a bunch of new product launches and product launches almost always happen Halo product first. So those almost all launch at a very similar time. Yeah, I could see that. And that time is around now, but that's not like the creator's fault. It's just those things are releasing. Like what, do you want them to not cover the like 4090, 4080? No, do you want, do you want to not have videos on that? Cause I, I don't know. And here's the thing. Um, Anything that we cover today that's top end is going to be cheap someday. That's the beauty of technology. You can just buy it later when it's cheap. Yeah. I mean, Luke and I forever have been advocates for buying used. The whole point of why we made Scrapyard Wars was to try to make it entertaining. And then we didn't stop doing Scrapyard Wars because we like didn't believe that anymore. We just, it's, it's tired. <laughs> yeah, it's a tired format. <laughs> it is tired. It is very tired. Um, it doesn't get as many views anymore, and it's really hard to make. It takes a long time. It takes a lot of editing. It's uh, It yeah. just about kills us every single time. Actually. And yeah. the videos don't perform that well anymore because yeah. there just aren't really interesting because stories it's for tired. us to tell. Yeah. 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 That is what it is. All right. Hit me with that super, uh, super chat. Hit me with that Whoa. merch message again. No, we, we don't do those. Um, okay, what's the story with the audio production video? Will it just be a PC build or will you go more in-depth with things like real-time performance latency? What we need to do is create an audio production uh, benchmark suite, and that's something that uh, was on the writing team but is going to move over to the labs. So uh, it's something that we will test everything that comes through using. Uh, not a specific video. We might do a video once we develop a suite. And yes, we will absolutely be focused on real-time performance and latency because as far as I can tell, that's the thing that matters. Okay, here's another one. Sick deal. Why do you guys think companies are becoming so abrasive to their customers' wallets more now, um, aka these microtransactions? Uh, just getting greedy or are people just rolling over? No, I think I think he addressed that. It's shareholder expectation. Shareholder yeah. expectation. Yeah, because if you don't keep your share price up, you like literally get fired. Yeah. And so... Public companies, man. It is what it is. Like on the one hand, I don't feel bad for multi-billion dollar corporations. Oh, we had to oppress them. What else were we going to do? Otherwise, we would all lose our jobs. But like, okay, yeah, that also is not good either. Try to find more mom and pop non-public company solutions if that's something that you want to go after. If that's a cause you're you're interested in supporting. Okay, got another one here. Um, happy Thanksgiving. What are y'all's holiday trend traditions? Uh, I would love to hear about them. Well, in Canada, uh, for Thanksgiving, uh, one of the things that we start with is the beaver hunt. So 
Yes. You, basically, it's there's not really enough beavers left in Canada because we've hunted so many of them. So what you've got to do is, you, like, not everyone can go out and hunt a beaver. And, I mean, it was especially problematic. So, like, back in the late 80s, um, mm-hmm. children would actually hunt like young beavers. Yeah. And so the beaver population got absolutely decimated by the practice, like because they were they were getting hunted and killed when they were still growing up so they couldn't reproduce. So nowadays there's really only enough beavers left here that It made sense and, though because the beavers were like, hey, fight someone your own size. Yeah. So, yeah, exactly. So so now uh entire communities get together to 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 hunt the beavers and it's kind of like uh it's it's less about eating them and it's more about like a, a catch and release like fun community activity so um for 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 thanksgiving uh which which in canada is actually in april um that's yeah that's i i i i i think fair to say one of our one of our proudest most long standing traditions um so it's it's been going on forever most people don't know about it outside of canada just because like uh... It's extremely Canadian. It's right? a Canadian thing. Yeah. Right. It's yeah. kind of like how no one else can play hockey. Yeah. Like we've tried to explain it to them, but they just suck. Yeah. 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 In all seriousness, though, it's not Thanksgiving here. Thanksgiving here is in like October, and we eat turkey kind of same as you. Yeah. <laughs> not beaver. <laughs> we we could start eating beaver. Uh, hello, Linus and Luke. Timestamp guy here. Hey. Hi. Appreciate the gift card. Good to see ya. My main issue with car manufacturers is them attempting to find ways to limit functionalities whilst calling it cutting edge. I understand costs of development and profits, but there must be a better way than subscriptions, right? Yeah, it's cutting edge because they cut the edge off. <laughs> Got them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the better way is to charge a higher price, but then the flip side of that is A, you can scare people off with a high sticker price when your competitor is advertising something lower but with gotchas later. And your shareholders don't like it because they want to see that recurring revenue. So again, I sympathize with their situation, but that doesn't mean I have to like it. As a consumer, it sucks. Yeah, pretty much. Next up. Y'all were the reason I got into tech six years ago. And Thanks, Dan. You're welcome. (laughs) This is from Elia, I think. Uh, thanks, Linus. Okay. Oh, yeah. Merch messages. Yeah, that's right. Um, you're the reason I got into tech six years ago and while I'm uh, majoring in electrical engineering in college today. Thanks cool. for being an inspiration to many. What do you want to accomplish and expect from LTET in 10 to 20 years? High hopes for the future. 10 to 20 that's, years. Uh, that's pretty expansive of a timeline. You guys going to hold me to this? We've only been going for 10 years. I don't yeah. know. Man. Uh, okay. All right. Creator Warehouse has reached the point where it has an iron grip on the creator merch industry. All creator merch must be made by Creator Warehouse. Otherwise, it's punishable by hefty fines. We're so far in the future that you actually just buy blank shirts that have like this weird woven fabric screen. And then you buy microtransactions to change what it displays. Yeah, yeah. And it's RGB. Yeah. Uh, And then for LTT, we have either... We have either crushed or acquired every other tech media outlet, and we are the tech media monopoly of the world. Of the world in yeah. every language. Yeah, and and we have a an, we have a base on Mars. Yeah, uh, because Elon and I have reconciled, <laughs> and we're chill now. <laughs> yeah, uh, Floatplane's chill though. We're basically doing the same stuff. <laughs> <laughs> We have merch messages 2.0. Yeah. <laughs> merch messages on the moon. 
moon messages. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Uh, AJ asks, with LDT Labs, would you guys consider making more, a more trustworthy competing website to user benchmarks since UBS is notoriously biased and untrustworthy? Well, we've sort of talked about that. If we if we let MarkBench out into the world, mm -hmm. being able to have user-submitted scores from MarkBench specifically. Um, so I think that would be... That'd help a lot. That would be it. If we do that, that would be how we do it, I think. Mm -hmm. uh, we also do intend to publish uh, through like a comparison feature yeah. our own measurements so that you'll be able to quickly and easily compare hardware against other hardware. Yep. It's going to take time. It's going to take time. Oh, hey. Do yeah. you have the thing? Do I have the thing? Remember I said I wanted to show it to the people. You did say that, but I don't really want to. I want to show it to the people. I don't really want to, though. He's being like this about it. Look. Yeah. Look at him be like this about it. I am it. being like this about Why it. Why are you being like this because about it? Because it could be cooler if it was closer to being ready. This is really early. Yeah, but the but the people. But the people. The people want to see. The people. <sighs> Show but it then, to the people. Okay, but then there's the there's the there's the kind-hearted people, the good people that are going to see it and that's, understand that's all these people. that it's really that's early on. That's full plane chat. And then you'll have like we I've talked on uh I've talked on Wan Show before about how games and software that puts themselves in the same situations uh, as Star Citizen mm -hmm, are kind mm -hmm. of shooting themselves in the foot a mm -hmm, bit mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. then in being able to instead of being able to focus on development. Then they're focusing on mm -hmm. feedback. And one of the benefits mm -hmm, that the mm -hmm. Labs web dev team, which is very new, one of the benefits that they have right now is they have no tech debt because there's no tech to have mm -hmm. debt on. And there's no external feedback and there's no maintenance and there's anything like that. They're just blasting. And I don't really want to interrupt that flow mm -hmm. because we're trying to hit a particular deadline that is hard to hit, but they're trying. Mm-hmm. But the people want to see it. Oh, my goodness. Poll. There's no point in making a poll. You're all going to vote yes. That's not... Like, exactly. It's not, uh, that doesn't always mean it's a good... So then we know the answer. That doesn't always mean it's a good thing to do. It could be good. Probably not. Well, good for the people. It's. I don't even think it's that, like... Okay, how about this? Half of it's cat pictures that we probably don't even own. There, we can't show it. Oh. Get owned. Come on. Get that owned. is such a cop-out. Yeah, well, but it's, I think it's real. We have an early, almost <laughs> sort of functioning build of the lab yes. website. We have the first oh. actual like generated, generated page. page. Um, yeah. And so, so it's not art. Like it's actually a browser can read it. Yeah. Um, but I guess you guys don't get to see it. But Got him. The point is, we're making progress. I will try to. What, what I. What I, what I will. What I will commit to is I will try to get stuff that we can share soon for the future. Okay. Fine. <laughs> he's not happy. No, he's not. <laughs> I think it's. I think it's legit. I think this is the right way to do it. I will very possibly. I will tentatively agree. To having something for next week. Okay, cool. Does that make you happy? Yes. Good. All right. Um, there's some potential merch messages here, which means I'm the one who has to read them. Or, you know what? Oh, I've already read this one. I'll curate it. Go ahead, Dan. Hmm. Hmm. Can do. Hi, Luke and Linus. How do you foster... And it's gone. Oh, there <laughs> it is. up. Uh, uh, how do you foster an environment, home and work, where people can freely give you constructive criticism? I you ask don't. this because the whole Elon Biling 
You, you just don't? No. Yeah. Do you know how many people are going to take that at face value? <laughs> and then my Twitter feed and the video comments I'm sorry. <laughs> are going to be full of like, yeah, yeah, he's a jerk. I can tell. He never listens to anybody. <laughs> sorry. Okay. Keep going. <laughs> I'm sorry, Luke. I'm sorry. I'll try harder. Uh, I ask this because the whole Elon buying Twitter thing has me feel like no one was there to tell him no, and that's a bad idea. I feel like this is better answered by someone other than me. Uh, Do I create an environment where people can tell me I'm wrong and stupid? Yeah. Okay. I think I do it. How? I think I do it. I don't. That's the part that I don't know how to answer for you. Um, you just don't fire people that tell you you're wrong and stupid. Well, you don't fire them for that reason. You might fire them for some other reason. Who knows? But like, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't really know how else to answer that. It doesn't seem very complicated. Um, it doesn't seem complicated being, to being me either. needlessly combative and just a jerk is also not good. But it did say the question was framed as constructive criticism. I think constructive criticism has always been welcomed. Yeah. Conrad in chat. I've told Luke he was wrong before. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's true. Most people on the dev team have told me I'm wrong before. That's fine. If they didn't, why? Like what? What's the point of hiring them? Yeah. <laughs> Honestly. Good. No, that's that's good. Yeah. I don't know. I think I've just... had to tell people have been asking me, like, which one of these things do we do? I've, I've had this conversation with people before and I'm like, well, you choose. And they're like, why? I'm like, well, this this is your thing. Like, I got I got you to do all this research for you to figure out which was the best one. You've had the same conversation with me before. I was just regurgitating it. Like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Why are you coming to me for a decision? <laughs> yeah. Like, like, we know we're going to do one of them. You're the one that's more informed on this. You did all the research. I'm pretty sure you know which one you want anyways. You know which answer you want out of me right now just why don't we it. skip the song and dance <laughs> yeah yeah like it's fine i don't know um, yeah i don't know yeah. again yeah like luke said to me it's it's pretty straightforward um I think over the years, I've grown more accustomed to being in charge like I really noticed it when we did that behind the scenes of the um the starforge systems shoot and I watched it and I was like yeah I, I issue orders a lot um and it's something that I've been trying to be cognizant of since then like I try to not forget p's and q's and just that sort of thing uh but in spite of that I I, I like to think that I create an atmosphere where people can tell me I'm wrong oh okay uh one of the things that I do a lot is if I'm explaining something I'll say, does that make sense to you? Because that leaves, um, like, that's something that I think I've coached you on before to yeah. whenever you're trying to, whenever you're trying to win someone over or, or sell your ideas, uh, you have to do a comprehension check yeah. because there's two possibilities. Well, there's three possibilities. Either you are right and they've understood and you've got a direction to go in or you are right and they don't understand, in which case you don't have a direction to go in or you're wrong and they understand just fine, and it's you who needs an adjustment, in which case you've still got more work to do. So if you don't do comprehension checks, then you don't have a path forward. So by doing frequent comprehension checks, or uh, how, do, how is it that I phrase it? Does that make sense to you? I think is what I usually ask. I don't, it, you saying that rings a bell. I know that the, the, the meaning of that question is said a lot. I don't know if you always say it the same way though. Okay, yeah, I'm not sure if I always say it the same way, but that's really important because Asking questions invites feedback, and then if they ask you a question and you don't get angry or don't punish them, then 
uh, it, it's all about behavioral conditioning, right? It conditions people, like if you praise them for, uh, reward them for giving you feedback that is constructive, well, then they'll do it more. Um, yeah. 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 You want people on your team that will step up when something like that's going on because there's there's pretty much no way that you are omnipotent. So even if you're super good, you might not have optics on everything all the time. And someone else on your team might see something, see a reason why something isn't working or whatever else. And you want them to uh, not fearing uh, repercussions for it, be willing to step up and show that there's a problem so you can fix it. Because even even if you're like, well, I wouldn't have gotten mad at them about this this thing, this one, this one time, they don't know that. Does that make sense to you? Isn't a good question to ask because people often don't want to come off appearing stupid, so they just say yes. Uh, sure, if you create that environment, but I like to think we don't have that environment. And you can also do comprehension checks in other ways. So you can ask them to demonstrate or explain back to you. Uh, or ask them if they think if you think there's uh, anything that we could do to make it better, yeah. and that's where you'll that's is, where you'll root out those problems. This is where I was going. I think you sometimes phrase it in other ways, but the general meaning, I think, yeah. Well, I'll especially phrase it in other ways if I think you actually don't understand. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> so you've probably heard me phrase things a lot of different ways. <laughs> what a jerk! <laughs> no, but like, and it also makes sense from an optic standpoint because. Does that make sense to you? Might in some contexts come across as aggressive or whatever else. So you rephrase it. Sure. You make it make more sense for the conversation. But I'll also ask, uh, or am I just an idiot? Uh, I ask that a lot, actually. And obviously, no, I don't think I'm an idiot. I don't think that, I think I've been very lucky, but my success also isn't accidental. I'm not stupid. But you're giving them the opportunity to, even when they say like, no, to but, give an explanation as to why or or be like, but there's this context that I think you're missing or, or whatever else. Um, so it, it it makes it really easy to transition into uh, them expanding on potential problems. Yeah, self-deprecation is such a powerful tool to get people to open up to you. It's like, am, am I crazy here or is this the obvious approach? well, no, you're not crazy. Like it invites people to, it makes them open their mouth, right? Yeah. It makes them start talking. And when people start talking, they start to share ideas. And when people share ideas, well, then you get lots of ideas. And when you have lots of ideas, it makes it easier to pick the best ones. Yeah. I don't know. This is something I just kind of do without, um, without thinking too much. But um, yeah, this is a really good one. Midden Forge. Uh, maybe I misunderstood is a really, really good phrase. Um, that's on, that's on float plane. Um, that's what we talked about that on one show a little while ago. Like that's one of the easiest ways, particularly by email to defuse a situation. I must've misunderstood, or this might be a misunderstanding. Uh, framing things as a misunderstanding is such a good way of inviting a dialogue or, or giving someone who was wrong, uh, an opportunity to back down without losing face. Uh, so that's another really big one is giving people who didn't understand something or who were wrong about something an opportunity to uh, shift their position without feeling humiliated. All right, we're going to move on. I guess to uh, to comment on that, there's no GoXLRs on the table, is there, Linus? No. Yes. Linus, Why? Linus is good to work with. 
All right. Oh. Why? Because you can just ignore me? <laughs> I can ignore you and I could win. We've been battling for, I don't know, months now. It's great. Um, I will he's say. He's not fired yet. I will exactly. say. I finally yet. got uh, <laughs> my GoXLR installed and set up at home and stuff. Um, and the the reduced footprint, because I had a really big mixer. Mm-hmm. The reduced footprint has been fantastic. But. But. It's not perfect. I think it's doing some stuff. Oh, I can probably help you with that. Okay. Yeah, their dashboard is like not perfect either. I spent a considerable amount of time like understanding what all the stupid little things are doing. I think it's like cutting me off at the end of sentences and stuff. Like it seems like voice detection. Like why is my mixer doing voice detection? I don't. Oh yeah, I like can help every with that. piece of software that I would use this through will have that. Why is it doing it as well? Anyways. Yeah, yeah, I can, I can, I can help you with that. Okay, okay, yeah. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Last one. Uh, Arnold asks, listening to old WAN show podcasts on my way back to and from work. One episode, you talked about watching the new Star Wars movies and commenting like mystery science theater. Still interested in doing it? Uh, I mean, I'd be down, but (laughs) you can see the enthusiasm. (laughs) Um, We started out super enthusiastic and then we've made our way to where you saw just now, which is why it hasn't happened. Yeah. That's where we're at. Yep. I think the problem is the main response to it has been disappointment. Yeah. And, and when I don't... the main response is disappointment, it's not a very motivating thing. Yeah. I don't want to just sit and like commiserate. Yeah. If it was like rage or deep enjoyment or whatever, it's like, okay. That's I don't know if I can handle exciting. that much rage either. Yeah. It's a long period of time to be raging for. People are saying Andor is great. I'm to the point where I'm almost kind of tempted to Riley, watch it. Riley is like really into Andor. He's got me convinced. I want to watch it now. And I, I've I'd given up. I've watched nothing for so long because like I just don't care. Maybe I'll give know. it a shot. I've heard I've heard from a lot of people that I know that don't like new Disney Star Wars stuff that Andor is good. Okay. Like pretty much everyone that I have talked to about it has said, yeah, I don't like any of those stuff, but Andor's good. Okay. It was interesting. I'll be interested to see what direction things go with the uh, Disney bringing back their old CEO. Bob Iger is back. Bob Chapek is gone. Um, interesting. Yeah. He was only on the job like a year and a half or something like that, I think. Wild. It's insane to me that Kathleen Kennedy is still in charge of Star Wars. Absolutely bonkers dude makes no sense did you see they were thinking of giving um oh what's his face uh ryan johnson a whole trilogy yes i thought that i thought they were doing that i thought that wasn't even a thinking no i think it's a rumored that they are or something like that oh, I, I thought I it was definitely happening maybe they are i i don't know the point is like what stop hiring people that hate the thing that you're hiring them for because you think it'll make it more different or interesting that has never worked anytime i have ever seen anyone talk about that happening that happened to halo and it just made it worse that happened to disney star wars and it just made it worse stop doing this if they hate what it is they're probably not going to make something that is interesting for the fans you can find you can find someone who likes something or someone who is neutral who can bring in new and interesting ideas that can absolutely happen look at the eu there's a bunch of stuff in the EU that's kind of junk. There's also a bunch of stuff in the EU that's fantastic. Come on. Frustrating. Laddie says he did the best one of the three they did by a mile. No, he didn't. 
uh, because the problem with the three, I mean, okay, there's a lot of problems, but the main Many. problem with the three is that there's no coherent don't bridge together. Um, arc at all. It's just, it's random. And so what he did is he took the story that was left with him, and yes, there weren't really a ton of notes, apparently, which was a big problem. But instead of working with what he had, he spent the next movie subverting everything he had. That's bad. That's really bad. That's yep. not good. That's not a good Almost sequel. any time I've heard subvert in the context of we made a sequel to something, it has pretty much never been good. So... Yep. Hasselhoff says Ryan is fine. JJ is what killed Star Wars. No, 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 no. They together, together. This was a, a tag team uh, yes. match. Tag team for sure. So bad. All right. What else we got? Oh, I think that's it. Oh, okay. I guess I have to look through these potential ones. Uh. Um, about a year ago on WAN show says Alex N. You guys talked far too briefly about Floatplane as a service. I know it could be a huge revenue stream. Um, so how does the conversation around FAST look today? It hasn't been given up on, um, but there's some extremely large updates coming to Flowplane that are coming relatively soon. Um, I don't... It's on a temporary pause for things that I don't... For the reasons that I don't really want to talk about because they come down to people's like personal life and health and stuff like that. Um, so I'm not going to go into it. It's not like a gamified business decision thing and we'll come back to it eventually. Um, but yeah. Yeah. All right. Last couple here, guys, we're almost done. Um, I don't really have a ton of thoughts on the arm versus Qualcomm lawsuit. That's a very complex legal issue, and I think it's just outside of my pay grade, Anonymous. Uh, Brian T. says, thoughts on Twitch losing streamers to YouTube, allegedly paying less, etc. Do you think Twitch will slowly lose its crown on streaming? I think Twitch is already slowly losing yeah, its streaming crown. That's what I was going to say. Is I think it's already gone. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a matter. The writing's on the wall. Nobody does online video like YouTube. Yep. Because nobody compensates creators like YouTube for better or for worse, right? Like YouTube has lots of problems. It's uh it can be an unpleasant platform to use as a user, but man, do they ever take that money that they make by increasing friction on the platform with ads and dump it back into creators' pockets and that's content is king. It's going to win. That's how they do it. That's how they win. Yeah, I think Twitch is going to very rapidly become the platform that people used to be on. Yep. And Anonymous says, does Linus expect to take a swim in his pool in 2023? Not anymore. Not I, in 2023? Oh, in 2023. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I okay, forgot what year okay, it was. Okay. Oh. Yes, definitely in 2023. But Luke was supposed to go for um, a Canadian Thanksgiving hot tub with me. And that did not happen. Nope. Not at all. Thanks for watching. I think that's it. This is a cool idea. Jake P asks... Have you considered making an agreement with other channels so that if a company tries to not give them a review sample, you would all delay your videos of that product till they get one, like kind of like a collective bargaining? No, I, I can't say that's ever come up. And it's one of those things where I doubt it ever would because as There's friendly- There's problems with that. Yeah, as friendly as the entire mm -hmm. like tech review industry is, it's not like we're not aware that there's a limited number of eyeballs and 
um, it's good to have content up in a timely manner so that those eyeballs will look at your content, right? Like we're friends, but also we're covering a lot of the same things and trying to trying to stand out from each other. And what right? happens if someone in that like union goes off the wall and does something reprehensible or whatever else? Like, yeah, it, it could reflect badly. You don't want to be too allied. There's a lot. There's a lot of weird pitfalls there. Hi, yeah. Emily. Oh my goodness! Why are people Why are people dumping so many merch messages in right now? Because we're reading it. Ah uh, man, backpack bundle might it. happen at some point. No time particularly soon because of screwdriver limited stock. Okay, just the last last couple here. Finally got my backpack in Australia. Uh, giant pocket holding is no joke. Heck yeah! Uh, had to pick up my sleep apnea machine and it fit. Okay, well that's cool. Last one, I promise. No, this is nope. I, this is one I already read. Awesome. I uh, I took We're my done. back. I took my LTT backpack on my trip. Yeah. And thrashed the heck out of it, and it looks absolutely brand new at home. Nice. I was actually pretty impressed. Yes. We finally gave everyone backpacks, so everyone on staff has them now. Yeah. Go for it. Okay. Let's hope this outro oh, works. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Oh. Thanks, thanks for watching. We'll see you again next week. Same bad time, same bad channel. Bye. Uh. Oh, man. The queue. There were a lot still coming. The queue was long. Sorry, guys. That doesn't mean they were still coming. Now what happens? Oh, wait. Is this frozen? Yeah. Gosh darn it. Uh,